is like you Hi, God bless you. My name is Ferdinand, your friend and your brother and your host on Truth in Brief. Thank you for joining me on this edition of Truth in Brief. And uh, please continue to share these simple words of life and power, you know, with as many people as you can. You see, truth does not spread itself. So I want to encourage you, if the word of God blesses you, please remember to share with someone else. And don't forget that our Father God has all power and all ability. And there's nothing that we can face in life that will confound him and that he cannot handle. Can you imagine something that can arise that the maker of heaven and earth, your Father, cannot handle? I want you to always have faith in God. You see, no matter whatever other topic that we are looking at, we must always remember to trust God. The devil is coming at us with all kinds of pressures, all kinds of attacks, all kinds of needs, some things very discouraging. It's all in the environment. It's, it's part of the world where we live. And our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and in God anchors our souls. So you hear the Lord Jesus Christ said, you know, let not your heart be troubled. And I don't know whatever you are going through right now. I perceive the Lord saying to you, let not your heart be troubled. He said, you believe in God. He said, believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't let it happen. Why? Because you believe in God. You, you have faith in God. Jesus said, also have faith in me. Can you imagine any situation that can arise for a child of God that Jesus Christ will tell you, oh, so this is what you are facing. Wow, let your heart be troubled, though. Ah, so this is your situation. Ah, if that is your case, let your heart be troubled. That will not be Jesus Christ talking to you, and that will not be the God of the Bible. So, no matter what it is, I hear heaven saying to you, Let not your heart be troubled. He said, You believe in God, believe also in me. And don't forget that the bigger God gets in your eyes, the tinier your mountains will become. God bless you. Now, in this edition of Truth in Brief, we are continuing with our series, Learning from Jesus. Learning from Jesus. You, be, you remember that we saw where the Lord Jesus Christ said, Learn of me. Learn of me. Learn of me. You see, the person that you are learning from, your teacher, is very important in your life. Some people are learning from the media. They are learning from so-called celebrities. Some people are learning even how to do ministry from one big man of God. Some people are learning... Do you know that for some people, what has paralyzed their destiny is the person they are learning from. If they were learning from the master, it will change everything. Some people are learning from their friends. And you see, there are things we can learn from our friends, but our friends, <laughs> they've not been in this world before. And they don't have, they are not omnipotent. They don't know tomorrow. So learning from Jesus, that is the greatest classroom. And his syllabus is comprehensive. He, Jesus will teach you everything because he knows everything. He made everything. And his lectures, his teachings, they are not just words. He teaches you by passing you through experiences, by teaching you in the word of God, by filling you with wisdom by his Holy Spirit. He said, learn of me. And so we are still learning from Jesus. And um, I want to share in this edition of Truth in Brief and subsequent ones, you know, uh, for some, for some uh, editions, what I call learning from Jesus, his value system, the value system of our Lord Jesus Christ. And to look at his value system, we want to see the worth of his soul. We want to see the value that Jesus placed on your soul, on every soul. 
you see, Jesus's valuation is not the same as that of this world where we live. I'm going to be sharing with you along these lines in the next few editions of Truth in Brief. And it's important that we learn to value as Jesus values. If we value simply by our own experience or by measurement with our contemporaries or by um, our own assessment as we look at things, if we value things as the people of the world value them, if we value things as, you know, the media, if we celebrate, you see, your value system de determines what you celebrate. It determines what is big in your eyes. It determines what you pursue. It determines what you prioritize. It determines what you consider great. It determines what you call beautiful. But Jesus has a value system. And we find that his value system is the only accurate value system for life, for anything that we are facing. And if we will learn to utilize Jesus' value system, life will not deceive us. This world will not confuse us. When people say great, we will not say great with them. Because some of the things they are calling great, they are not great in the eyes of Jesus. They are not great in the value system of Jesus. Even some of the preachers, that some people say, oh, that man is a great man of God. I normally ask, which ruler did you use to measure him? What standard of measurement are you using to call that person great and the other person small? You see, this life where we are, our value system is very important. Your value system issues out of your beliefs and your beliefs issue out of your reality. Jesus, the ultimate reality, calls us to put our faith in him, believe in him, and then to value as he values. You see, behavior is determined by valuation. It is what is important to you. Even if somebody comes to you and the person, the way you treat the person is dependent on the value that you place on the person. So your valuation is very important. And Jesus wants us to learn from him his own value system. How does he value? When he looks at things, what makes him call this one great and the other one small? What makes him tell us to look, pursue this and not to pursue the other one? And I want you to see the value that Jesus placed on a soul. We are reading from Mark chapter 8 and verses 36 and 37. This is the gospel according to Mark chapter 8 verses 36 and 37 look what the lord jesus christ said he said for what will it profit a man a person if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul 37 or what will a man give in exchange for his soul see what jesus is saying he said what will it profit a person if you gain the whole world and then you lose your soul and then he asks again, he said, Or oh, what will a person, a man, a woman give in exchange for his soul? You see, in these two verses of scripture, we see the premium, the supreme premium that the Lord Jesus Christ placed on your soul, on the value, the worth of his soul. As far as Jesus is concerned, there will be no profit for you to gain the whole world. And, you know, when the Bible talks about gaining the whole world, you have to understand what it means. What does it mean to gain the whole world? Let's assume for a moment that it is possible to gain the whole world. What would that mean? It would mean that you owned and gained everything. Do you know the richest persons in the world today? You know, Jeff Bezos, uh, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, uh, Jack Ma, and all the other big names that have a lot of money. They don't even own one over one billion of their countries. I'm telling you the truth. They don't own one over 1,000. They don't own 0.1% 1 
of their own countries. I mean, Jack Ma does not own 0.1% of China. Jeff Bezos does not own 0.01% of the United States of America. But look at how rich he is. More than $100 billion in wealth. So when Jesus said, gain the whole world, imagine that you are the owner of every, every cent, every dollar, every currency in your country, every central bank. You are the owner of every building. You are all the real estate, they belong to you. All the waters belong to you. Even the oceans belong to you. Do you know the wealth of the oceans? Can you imagine that you are the owner of all the wealth, all the ship on the seas, all the aeroplanes on the, in, in airports and the thousands that are in the sky at every given moment? Then can you imagine that you are the owner of all the human beings? Can you imagine that all the 7.7, 7.8 billion people in the world, they were your servants and they belong to you. You own all the women, all the beautiful women. If women is very important, women are very, you know, a primary in your agenda, people to sleep with, you know, girlfriends and, and mistresses. You owned all the women in the world or you owned all the men, you know, you know, to, on the other side. You, you own all the human beings. Can you imagine that you are the owner of that? The Lord Jesus Christ said, if you gain all of that and you lose your soul, Jesus is asking, where is the profit? You see, once you begin to think like Jesus and you begin to value like Jesus, a lot of things will change. When you sit at a table and somebody is proposing compromise so that you can make money, you will realize that your soul is worth more than that money. Because, I mean, you don't even gain all of your country. By, by the contract that you are trying to sell your soul for. You're not going to gain the whole country. You are simply going to gain a million dollars, a billion dollars, or, or, or 200,000 or something. But your soul is infinitely more precious. Why is that so? Because your one soul is eternal. As far as Jesus is concerned, anything that is eternal outweighs everything else that is not your soul long after the world has passed away your soul will still be there the worth of a soul do you know that if we those of us that call ourselves christians if we understood what jesus is saying and his value system and the worth that he placed on the soul we will go after souls no wonder the bible says he that wins souls is wise she that wins souls is wise why is that so? It's because of the priceless value. It was because of this priceless value of our souls that Jesus Christ came down to die for our sins. That's why he left heaven. Because he could see in his love for us, he valued us. He valued our souls. It's not because we are, we are valuable. It was because he chose to love us. And in loving us, he could see the weight of what will happen to us if we lost our souls. I mean, our sins had made us useless. Are you following that? But Jesus looked at us and said, no, they will not perish. These eternal souls of human beings, I'm going to pay the price so that they can find salvation. I pray that you will place the same value, first of all, on your soul. And if you're a pastor, on the souls of the people that you are preaching to. You see, unfortunately, many of us who are preaching now, we are more concerned about the bank accounts of our church members than their souls. Because if we are concerned about their souls, we will preach something different. We will prepare them for eternity. We will tell them the truth. We will command repentance according to the word of God. We will tell them to prepare to meet God. 
Of course, God is going to supply all of their needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. But we will prepare them so that they will not lose their soul. We will teach them how to live a life that is righteous. So that when they stand before God, they will not hear, depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire. What shall it profit a man if you will gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what will you give in exchange for your soul? Is 30 minutes of pleasure in sexual immorality, is it what your soul is a billion dollars in the contract that, that you are pursuing and in the business that you are doing? Is it what your soul? How much money is what your soul? How much pleasure is what your soul? And if there is something that is pending, you understand? How, what are you going to gain in this world that you can compare to your soul? And so I want to plead with you. Anything that is threatening your soul and the number one thing that endangers our souls is called sin. I invite you to repent from sin. Compromise. All the secret things, the pornography, the filthiness, the sexual immorality, the bitterness, the anger, whatever it is that is going to endanger your soul, put it away from you. I'm inviting you. Look, eternity is close. You don't know when God is going to call you to stand before him. Why we all pray for long life? Our lives are in God's hands. Prepare to meet God. Don't sell your soul for anything. Let other people do what they like. But I pray that you will value your soul just like Jesus values your precious soul in Jesus' name. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I ask that this word will settle in our hearts and you will give us the value system of Jesus. You will help us to see as Jesus sees. And Lord, we pray that our souls and the souls of people will be so precious that Lord, we will never compromise and you will use us to win other souls to Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, God bless you. Don't forget, you can contact me at you know my phone number, plus 234 and you can check out our website at www.eternityministries.org uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't forget to share truth in brief. And until next time, when I bring you another edition, remember the bigger God gets in your eyes, the tinier your mountains become. God bless you. Lord of the sea